Good morning. I'm Aya Wimala, and I'm coming to you from northern Illinois, northwest of Chicago, and I hope you're having as beautiful a day as we're having here. It's uh, This is a season for us in the Midwest where it can be very cold, we could still have snow, so to have no snow and to have sunshine is, uh, is a delight, and uh, we just take it day by day. Hope all of you are well and still protecting yourself. It seems that COVID, I know here, is on the rise again, although people are getting vaccinated like crazy right now. The numbers are up and the supplies are up. So uh, be vigilant. Don't let go of uh, taking, wearing masks, washing your hands, social distancing, because uh, we, we know that uh, we're not out of the woods. So this is when we have to practice patience and have to practice more patience and uh, not be in a rush. Things won't go back to normal for quite a while and we probably need a new normal anyway. So today, I'd like to just read a little bit from Collecting Gold Dust, the book I've been reading from, um, written by Sayadaw Utejaniya, who's a Burmese monk, and if you go to his website, you can listen to him talk, and he has some beautiful books. So this, I have my marker on a section, Causes and Conditions. We've, we've been reading in this last section of his book called Day to Day, and the last one we read on Sunday was Doing What Should Be Done. And what the Buddha says to do is to do good, avoid evil, and purify the mind. That's not that difficult, is it? Okay, there's a, on the other side of the page, there is non-self is just that principle of cause and effect. Causes and conditions. Every person acts largely out of their own past. Oh, I'm sorry, I read it wrong. (laughs) Every person acts largely out of their own past causes and conditions. People brought up in Asia have a certain cultural conditioning, and people brought up in the Americas or Europe have their own kind of conditioning. Then there's individual conditioning, parental influences, and each person's experiences throughout life. There are so many combinations and permutations that everybody has a unique footprint. Non-self is just that principle of cause and effect. For example, someone may have had a very hot temper, and that person's conditioning includes certain triggers that sets off their temper. If you understand that a person's past conditioning is what is causing them to lose their temper, as opposed to believing 
that they personally have negative intentions towards you, then it becomes easier to see the process and forgive that person. You recognize that because of conditions, the results arise and it's not the person who's angry, but a set of conditions that has brought about this, this effect. And this is, this is so absolutely true, and yet it can be very hard to keep it in mind, to keep it coming to the forefront of our minds in all situations. It's not the person who's angry, but a set of conditions that has brought about this effect. If you stay in the present moment, moment to moment to moment, you see the principles unfold. If you are angry and you watch that anger many times, you will begin to notice how the anger cannot run away with you as long as you are aware. You begin to see how, with awareness plus wisdom, the unwholesome mental states cannot take over the mind. Without awareness plus wisdom, the unwholesome mental states can gain momentum unbeknownst to you. When there is knowing, you begin to notice how the habit of anger could arise in the absence of awareness or wisdom and how the process then unfolds naturally. It's all about mental processes. It's never about the story or external things. When you understand the benefit of something, the harm of the opposite becomes obvious. I say this a lot. When meditators successfully observe something unwholesome and it passes, and they are happy, but that's not the end. It is important to reflect at that point what would have happened if we had not been mindful. If we are just happy in la-la land, we don't get to learn what it is like to be unmindful. That's very important. Just don't be happy because we have the awareness, right? If we have the awareness of something unwholesome and it passes, if we don't reflect on that, we've probably lost the lesson. I usually tell yogis, and these are meditators, to stay away from the storyline, but it can help to see the idea that the story carries. The story might be, Anne was making a noise and I felt really angry with her, while the idea behind that might be, people shouldn't make noise. This idea influences the mind, but when it is seen clearly for what it is, that this idea is not helpful, then it can be let go. This is great. Relating to others wisely. We get into a lot of trouble when there is attachment. When you or the other person is clinging to each other or to the relationship, double trouble. For example, thinking that you will be okay only if your children are okay implies that the mind is reliant on somebody else for its mood, and that takes away the mind's freedom. This is a strong delusion. 
And I must say, as a mother myself, it is a very common delusion. It's it's one that I think a lot of us um, hold on to pretty tightly. With attachment comes anger, anxiety, fear, and doubt. But if there's wisdom, there can be loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity. When the mind doesn't believe that it's suffering, when the mind doesn't believe that its suffering comes from other people, situation, or places, then it is free. An old couple couple was once asked how their relationship had lasted 50 years. One of them replied that they made adjustments every time their communication broke down. It worked because the adjustments the adjustment was not made with passion or defilement but with wisdom. We become strangers to each other in a family if we don't talk to each other for long periods of time. It takes a lot of wisdom to know whether and when to speak. Consideration of time, place, and other factors are all a part of that moment and situation before we can decide whether it is appropriate to say something. Sometimes it may be necessary to use humor to ease a situation. Jokes and humor are very attractive to people. So love as much as you can, but do not get attached. What emotions come up when you think about someone you love? If there is only love, there is only happiness. But love can get mixed up with a bit of attachment, and that's followed by fear. Loss is a natural part of life, so there will be loss eventually. We need to understand it instead of fearing it. Every day we are losing time, losing the object, losing awareness in every moment. I think I'll stop with that. I think that's very powerful. And I think I think for the majority of us we can come back to this topic over and over again because so often we have justified our attachment, our delusion. We've justified it in our own minds. And so we don't even look at it anymore. And yet we know it causes suffering and not only to us but to the to the to whatever we're attached to to the person especially to the person and it can be uh it's maybe not you know if you have an attachment to uh wild animals capturing them and putting them in cages so you can be around them all the time is not good for the that animal if you have to if you're always picking flowers when you see them that's not so good for the flower so um i think when we reflect on things that we become aware of in our practice i think that's a really important point because every time we can uh, reflect on a small thing we can see we can see the bigger picture even more clearly So why don't we spend our time now
practicing together. But I want to uh, recite Pema Chodron's recitation here at the beginning, and then I want to to read again my wish, which we haven't done in a long time, at the end of the meditation. May bodhicitta, precious and sublime, arise where it has not yet come to be, and where it has arisen may it never fail, but grow and flourish ever more and more. So just now, allow your body. It's such a nice day. I've left my patio door open, and I may have to let me close it right now. I see a big delivery truck, a mattress delivery truck pulling up. That'll be a little quieter. So be aware of the body breathing, find the posture that allows you to be awake and attentive, let your spine be lifted, find the support you need to be relaxed and comfortable. You want your body to be at ease, and you know your body. So you know when it's at, hopefully you know when it's at ease. You can close your eyes. You can leave them open. But it may let you uh, pay attention to all your other sense doors a little better. Sometimes with our eyes closed, it cuts out a little bit of the visual distraction. If you need to lean against something, that's fine as long as you can keep your back straight. You can be on the floor, on your back, or sitting up, on a chair, walking. Let your arms and hands be relaxed. As you're aware of your body breathing, feel grounded. Feel that you're on the earth. And that you're in your body. We don't want to be floating around somewhere outside of our body. So when we talk about being grounded, that's why it's good to have a connection with the earth. Just have your feet on the floor, your body resting on the floor. You can also begin with just a few deep breaths in and out. That can help you come back to your body. and back to the present moment. Those deep breaths can be like shaking, shaking 
shaking out, you know, if you shake it out, you're uh, letting go of whatever was just before, coming to a fresh moment. Feel your body responding to the state you want it to be in. If you're staying with the breath, and letting go Just letting thoughts come and go. Not feeding your thoughts, not pushing them. Your body knows, the body knows this is the time you want it to be at peace, to be at ease. But be awake. Just move through your body and see and feel if your body is relaxing. If you feel tension leaving your body. With each exhale, let your shoulders drop. Now come back to the breath. Just be aware and sensitive to the feelings of the breath just where you notice the inhale and the exhale. You may notice it more subtly around your nostrils and above your upper lip. And it may be easier if you're just aware of your belly rising when you inhale. And contracting when you exhale. But just find one spot where you have your strongest awareness of the breath. On the inhale. And again on the exhale.
This practice helps us become more tranquil and calm. It's a very good practice. Sometimes if our minds are agitated, we first need to become calm to even be able to sort out what's going on. If you notice that there's some repeated thought that just is not letting you go, if there's been some stress, that's in your head and you're playing it over and over again. You can just look at that. Allow it. If you really want to work with it, you can allow it. You can recognize it. And accept it. It may be a thought. You may be angry with someone. You may be worried. You may be anxious. And if that's a feeling that keeps coming up and coming up, then you can work with it. We can use RAIN. Recognize it. See if you can recognize the feeling that's bothering you, that wants to be, that wants to be seen. And you may have wanted not to see it before, or it was too charged, too difficult for you to really look at. So you can recognize and this would be any kind of distracting emotion or troubling situation that's really present for you. You don't have to, this will just come to you. You don't have to struggle for it to to be there. But you may not have wanted to work with it before or been quite clear about it. So the first step is to recognize it. That's the R in RAIN. And then accept it. Don't push it away or think it's something you shouldn't feel or shouldn't be experiencing. We're all human. We all have this range of emotions. What we have to do is work with them, not push them away. So after recognition comes the A of acceptance. Accept this emotion. Accept this disturbance in your peace of mind. has nothing to do with you being a good person or a bad person. This is 
This is part of the essence of what we're working with, is understanding ourselves, understanding our minds. So accept who we are, accept what's there. And then we can allow ourselves to investigate that. This can be done in short periods of time. And investigating is not thinking about it more. Investigating is just exploring it, looking at it. Allow yourself to see the different perspectives of this issue. Maybe you can explore what the real issue is. Just see if you can look at it from different perspectives. Let go of the thinking mind that's trying to create a story. Let go of the story. The story isn't isn't what's important. It's the emotional reaction. Sometimes the hardest thing to do is to drop the storyline. Drop the story that we've told ourselves over and over that justifies the disturbing emotion, the reaction that we have consistently. So the I is investigate. Just walk around, walk around it with your microscope, with your looking glass. And then when you feel that that's about as much as you want to work on right now, or it's be, you don't want it to become too charged, or fill you with despair or hopelessness, or cause you to become deeper into that negative emotion. Just realize, okay, you've looked at it, it will come up again, you'll have another opportunity to look at it. But for now in your practice, you can just return back to 
a more neutral position. Let that situation go. Let that be okay that you've investigated and more awareness may arise. You may need to reflect more and more on the same situation. But for now, you can nurture yourself. And that's the N. Don't let it be cloud. Don't let the the uh, situation or the emotion you're investigating. Don't let it hang around your neck. You can you can let it go for now. Take care of yourself. And then just go back to to an awareness of the breath. And continue to sit and just be aware of the breath, and I'll read my wish. May I become at all times, both now and forever, a protector for those without protection, a guide for those who have lost their way, a ship for those with an ocean to cross, a sanctuary for those in danger, a place of refuge for those who lack shelter, and a servant to all in need. By means of this meritorious deed, may I never join with the unwise, only the wise, until the time I attain Nibbana. So I hope you have a beautiful day, and uh, remember... If there is something that you become aware of in your practice, remember to have that time for reflection. And that's, that's that uh, awareness plus wisdom. So thank you so much, and have a beautiful day. I'll see you on Thursday. <laughs>